This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. It's the Spurs at 7. We do it every day here at San Antonio Sports Star. He is Rudy. I am Rob. 35 years of Spurs experience. We've seen the good, the bad. This is why we are here to make sure you are in place and in play for our San Antonio Spurs. who have the day off today. Uh, They're traveling to Sacktown to take on the Sacramento Kings, who... uh, Took care of the L.A. Lakers last night, providing uh, their first home loss, I think, for the Lakers. Is that their first overall loss? No, no, no. It ain't their first loss. It so may have been their first home first loss. First home loss. It was easy. Yeah, Sacramento comes into town tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. I like that Sacramento team. They yeah. were third in the West last year. Almost beat Golden State in the playoffs. So, and look like they're making the next step. So, I'm a... It's a good basketball team. Really good basketball team. Mike Brown comes from the pop tree. Does he throw Papa Bone tomorrow night? No. Um, <laughs> you, they could start their third stringers against what we have seen. Uh, they come in with all-star caliber players. Savonis is one of the best double-double monster rebounding. He does everything the Spurs don't do. He, uh, I hate to say it, but I don't even hate to say it. I don't give a damn. He 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 gave Anthony Davis the business last night. Yes, he did. And, and, and you know, AD's been playing as Anthony's good as anybody. Anthony's one of the better big man defenders this league has. And Sabonis gave him 29 and 16, seven assists, three steals, and a block. And AD was on him most of that time. Now, AD, AD only had nine points himself in 35 minutes. So... When Adam Silver says, well, I don't know if we can do an all-star game with, you know, the world versus the U.S. Yes, we can. Sabonis is one of them. Yeah, we can. But anyway, yeah, Sabonis gave him the business, so we got to deal with him tomorrow night. So knowing that this is a good basketball team, a playoff caliber team that can run, uh, Keegan Murray is one of the better big man shooters. Uh, I expect to see Wimby matched on him a fair amount tonight or tomorrow night here. You think so? Yeah, I do. I think that's the match. I'm not going to put him on Sabonis. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's going to be a Keegan Murray kind of a matchup. And we're really or Harrison Barnes. You Harris- got to hide him. Hide him with Harrison Barnes because Harrison kind of just sits at the perimeter. Good basketball team. Go look at it. And and the reason I bring up the fact, I'm not trying to say that the that the Spurs didn't, don't have a chance. They should be able to play at least competitive basketball with them. But what I'm getting at is a loss would be no disgrace no matter how good the Spurs were playing coming into it. The Sacramento right. team, they're a little bit ahead in the development side of things. They've, they've had another, they've had an extra year with their young rookie star and they've got another couple of stars to protect him and the Spurs don't have that. So when you look at a potential six, seven, eight, nine game losing streak that we might just be in the middle of, the Sacramento loss, ordinarily, you go, well, you lost to a better team. But I'm getting the sense, Rudy, that Spurs fandom around the country, around San Antonio, getting a little surly, bruh. I, I know I am. Oh, no. It, it's, um, people, have called, you know, people have some things to say about Pop. People have had some things to say about Wimmy. People have had some things to say about um, the team as, as a whole. But I, I feel like... After hearing Wimby after the Oklahoma City game, I kind of have to take a step back and think maybe that there's a little bit something else at hand here. Yeah, even though I know it's uh, 
you know, we, it's a, uh, he's trying to learn from, from us. As and we trying as to learn from him. Yeah, we learning know. from him. And, uh, it's, it's going to be, as I told you, it's, it's going to be a, a long-term project and it's, uh, yeah, we're, you know, we are experimenting some stuff and, but this is the way I like to play is, is when we win, you know, so we, you know, we got a lot to adjust. I think we, me, I'm talking about people like me that thought they'd win 40 games. We've been bamboozled into thinking that this was the year that they were going to actually start putting their best foot forward. And I'm not, look, I'm not sitting here telling you that they're tanking again, that they're trying to lose games. But what I'm telling you is they don't, it's not in the plans for them to be in the playoffs this year. They never had, maybe maybe the the thought process for them was hearing Wimby say, well, you know, we know it's going to be a long process and blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Maybe I got a little bit, I put the, what did they say, the cart before the horse? And thinking that, okay, they were really going to hit the ground and say, all right, this is what we want. When really this is an experimentation season. This is a season where they're just like, all right, let's see if the guys that we've assembled and we've been coaching up again, like you brought it up yesterday, Rob, which I thought was a good point. Like, look, hey, man, Keldon and Devin, they're not little, they're not babies anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not babies. McDermott, like some of these C.D. Osman, like a lot of these guys been around for quite some time. They're not babies anymore. Zach Collins been around. But maybe this is an experimental year where they're playing with lineups and just seeing if the talent that they've amassed is ready to take the next step and for them to invest in them, or should they reevaluate things at the end of the season? Again, I was, I, me, just me, just watching them in preseason, watching Summer League, I'm like, oh, okay, they ready. They're ready to take the next step. When clearly, when I hear Wimby say, well, we already know that this was going to be a long process and then when you look at the starting lineup that they've ran out there for 10 games now Rob, 11 games now it's like yeah this this wasn't the year that they were like worried about turning the corner in and I think we've all not all of us but the the those of us that had maybe play-in aspirations maybe 40 win aspirations we didn't get bamboozled but we 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 jumped in the we jumped in the fast lane and that's not where they are uh-huh I, I that's why so if that's the case if if what I'm seeing is true and what Wimby says is true, then I, I I can put I can take off my expectation glasses, properly put them up, put them back in the glass holder, and be fine with it. If that if that's exactly what they're doing, they're experimenting this year, seeing what they have, then I'm not going to be mad at them. Uh, okay, I'm not going to be mad at them. Uh, okay, uh, what? Why are you laughing? Talk to me. There bro. is talk a, to me, partner. We said a couple of months ago, at least I did, that when. The use of the the experimentation, this process of development, it is a trap. It is rat poison. It is a safety net. It is the biggest excuse possible to have this looming over your head that, well, we lost tonight, but keep in mind, we're just kind of learning each other. We're all just kind of feeling each other out. You don't get those vibes? What this strikes me as, especially when I hear Wimby come out and go, you know, we're all kind of getting to know him, and he's getting to know me. I'm going to there, it strikes me there's a scene that and I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about him. Okay, but the Cosby Show. Remember, I think it might have been the first year of the Cosby Show, and all what right, put right, them right. on the map was this scene with him and his son Malcolm Jamal Murray. 
and his son's coming to him, and I think it's about bad grades. Yeah, and he's talking to him about, can't you just let me be me? And you know, you know, you talk about being a good a dad. A great episode. You're letting me grow into it. And his dad, Cosby's sitting there looking at him and letting him go on and give this heartfelt speech about letting a child grow into who he's supposed to be. It was so good, in fact, that when he was done, the crowd applauded this yeah. heroic speech from this 12-year-old boy. And Cosby goes, shut the hell up and go do no, your homework. What he said was, "That's got to." he said, Theo, that's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Since when do you get C's and D's? Yeah, I, that Wimby, great, that's great the episode. dumbest damn thing. What do you mean we're getting to know each other and we're growing up? You're a 19-year-old kid with a whole bunch to learn. Hey. You better put into play what this man for 25 years has won five rings. Learn from you. He got nothing to learn from you. You learn from him. Time out. Let's, let's take a deep breath. Let's take a deep Hold breath. Up, but this is the thing, Rob. Dude, you're bigger he, than you think you are. Is he... Not right in their learning. They're learning each other. Now, I'm, I'm talking about like what you have to really think about is it's not. I'm, I'm not saying it's in a sense. It is hardened. And, that, and let me tell you why I'm saying it's hardened with the Clippers is because these guys that have played together for three through two, three years now. Have learned to play a certain way. Enters seven foot five. Best prospect ever to walk the planet. Mm hmm. And there were eleven game sample size. It's it's a change for everybody. You brought me over to it is a process, and I will go with twenty games. I will say well, for these twenty games, yeah, we're gonna get to know each other and we're right. gonna hang out. But on day twenty one, you better get on the line. I've seen you play enough. Let's get to, let's get to work. But do you think? No, in all in all honesty, behind closed doors, what do you think the thought process is for them as a? As a collective, not not the team. Let's put the players aside. From Pop to Brian Wright to the assistant GM, the assistant coaches, RC. Like as a collective, what is the thought process for 2023-2024 this season? I think you've hit it on the head. I don't know. I'm, and I know. Again, I think I you're right. I, and look, and that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be critical of them getting beat by 30 no, or 35 you, no, points. I like think, I'm, I'm still going to let them have it. But if as a collective, they're like. Yo, man, we're gonna take our lumps this year. Let's work. Let, you know, we're, we're experimenting. But I mean, I think they're but effort. The effort thing though is weird. We're not there I'm not gonna. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not getting off of that. Like you let you let the Pacers put one fifty two up. There's still some issues that need to be addressed, even if they are experimenting. Is what I'm saying. It's a hard plan to digest, especially when you see it going down the way that it is. But I will respect the fact that the plan is in place and they're following the plan. I don't like it because I it falls. There's a, you know we we told ourselves we're not going to say the word process, but there is. We can't deny the fact that is there is a process to becoming great. We we know that, but. To hear the way the process is playing out is difficult for my old brain to to, to fathom. <laughs> when I hear there's so much for him to learn and there's so much for him to do and there's so much that he has to be willing to be taught and some of that is things that you don't want to have to do, bruh. Some of the, you're going to have to do some things 
as a professional basketball player that maybe you didn't like think what? you'd have do you to mean? do be a seven foot five guy. You're going to have to plant your ass in the paint and take some bruises, man. You're going to have to stop dribbling all the time. You're going to have to not be that guy. You're getting stolen from three times a game, man. They're taking See? your cookies over and over and over. Some things you just can't do now. You you could before. This is, and it's, the, it, it, man, Rob, look. We're in a different era, right? But and, some and things no, stay the no, same. I, I, no, I, no, I ain't even talking about the play. I'm talking about forecasting and looking into my crystal ball. I have to. If I really feel like this guy is generational and I feel like I'm going to win titles with him after Kawhi, after LaMarcus, after DeJounte, after Anthony Davis, after um, Dame Lillard, after James Harden, like all of these guys, LeBron, before he left to Miami. And it sucks. I know nobody wants to hear this, but if you don't change with the times, you'll get left behind. I do have to handle him with gloves. And I do have to take into consideration what he wants to do. If Wimby is happy not being a center and not playing in the paint, considering I I've I went through three years of hell to get here. I want to. I'm making it. I want. I'm making a. T- to be realistic in today's NBA, I'm not going to even say 20. What Tim, Dirk, and Kobe did that those days are gone. Nobody stand with one team 20 years. I want Wimby here for at least 10 years. So if I to keep him here for 10 years, if I have to. Let him do some things that he wants to do, even though I don't know if it's best for us. Then I'm going to have to do that, Rob. That's wow, just, that hurts. Doesn't I it? know it's just the era that we are in. If not, he starts screaming and yelling. He comes to Jeff McDonald or Mike Finger or you or Jason or Joe and tells him, "Yeah, man, I'm not happy. I want out. I'm, I'm just so y'all know I'm not. I'm not resigning here because he's going to sign his one deal, the rookie deal. He'll sign. That's what they all do. Yeah, you have to. They get the they get the generational wealth check." To set the family up forever. And then two, three years after that, that's when they start saying, hey, if you don't give me some help, hey, I don't like our system. Hey, this, that, this, that, and the third. So we have to handle them with gloves if we want them here for 10, 12 years. You know, I, and it, it sucks, but just look around the NBA and Adam Silver condones it. Even though he says, I want these guys to stop doing that. No, you don't, because you, 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 you catch their back every chance you get with, even though you don't know that's what you're doing. So, it sucks that it's this way, Rob, but if I want him for 12 years, I got to let him do what he wants to do sometimes and find a way to win while doing what he wants to do. And I think therein lies the rub that I'm not seeing. It's up to Pop to find a way to win doing what he wants to do. And I, I don't, I'm not telling everybody, I'm not telling him to get in the paint. I'm telling him, what are you telling? What are I'm you just saying? telling him, I want you to be available as we get to know each other to do some things that are going to be uncomfortable. And I don't know what that is right now. You know what I mean? But I'm going to come to you one time, and I'm going to ask you to do some things that maybe a superstar shouldn't be asked to do. And I think every superstar should be asked to do some things. Set a pick, pass the ball, dive on the ground that normally you wouldn't be asked to do. But today, right now, I want you ready to do that kind of thing. And right now, I don't think he understands that you have to get uncomfortable to get great. I think the good thing about this situation is he gets that. I hope so. He gets that. He's a team guy. We can see that he's a team guy. He's not a me first guy. So I feel like this could be a situation like Larry Brown had with Rasheed. Rasheed got to a point in his career where he wanted to be a perimeter guy. And Larry said, cool, I'll let you shoot some threes. As long as when you have a clear mismatch, you go down to the box every now and then for me. 
And I don't think, and I and I feel like that. Is, first of all, Wimpy's gonna have a mismatch every night. So, but if you give me, if it's a give and take, like, hey man, you shoot all the threes you want. I give you four turnovers. You handle the ball all you want. All I ask is you give me X amount of possessions in the in the paint. You know, it's funny. And you give me X amount of possessions as the center, and I'll let you be the guard that you want to be. It's you, got, you got. It's going to be some give and take, and, and I, I and I don't I don't have a problem with that in 2023 because I need him to stick around for 10, 12 years. The irony of the, the, the comparison with Sheed is I want him to act like more Sheed more often. When I'm talking about oh. you being uncomfortable, he's, he's just got here. He'll get there. No, but I'm talking about the uncomfortability to him. I think is demanding the ball. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, to, for me. I want you to get uncomfortable in ways that will benefit you in ways that you want to be benefited by, and that is planning your your ass or putting your eye on the point guard or whoever's got the ball and say, give me the damn ball. That's right. uncomfortable for him, and I want him to be uncomfortable sometimes by just flat out, and if you don't get it, run over to the guy who didn't give you the ball and tell him next time if you don't. I mean, whatever the case may be, however you lead, right. that's the uncomfortability I'm talking about. Yeah. And you know, and now that I've given them their pass and I've made excuses for them, I'm gonna say this: You start at some point to quote the great Greg Popovich, you gotta stop getting tired of getting your ass kicked. Getting beat by forty is unacceptable. Like at at some point, your competitiveness and the dog in you, if there is a dog that lies in any of these guys, says, "Hey, man, come on, lock up." Like I like do your job, lock up. Like they're the you are the worst team in defense in the entire NBA. You are the worst at in the NBA at defending the three. Like again, this could be a process thing. Fine. We didn't expect to win this year, but there's just some things that are unacceptable. 152, 130, getting beat by 40, getting beat by 30 and having the dogs called off on you. TNT went away from the game. Left the game. We TNT didn't talk about left that. the game. That no, 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 no. We we can have the whole process thing. But what's going on right now is unacceptable. I'm sticking to that. And that process, that's the rat poison. That it turns those losses because they're so bad. Then you fall into the rat poison trap of a moral victory where you only lost by five. When you go, well, at least we didn't lose by 150 and we fought hard in the third quarter. Well, what about the fourth quarter and what about the rest of that stuff? So then you lend yourself to the moral victory of, well, at least we got better. Well, yeah, we want you to get better. And that's number one job. But after getting better, winning is nice. And right now, we're going to get hung on the hook of, well, at least we got better when we do want to see some wins. That is our Furs at 7 podcast. We do it every day. Make sure you are liking, listening, sharing, subscribing to make sure you get the latest and greatest news for the San Antonio Spurs. No one does the Spurs like San Antonio Sports Star.